Hello, 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 everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Confessions of an IT Business Owner. We're so excited that you're joining us again. Mm -hmm. I'm Taylor, back with Ryan. Um, super exciting episode for you guys with Scott Sanders, who yeah. is the CEO of Affordable Technology Solutions, but probably better known for his IT Business Owner Facebook group. Correct. Um, we're part of it, and I always yeah. like kind of reading through the comments, see, see what's going on. Yeah. Um, but he really touches on leveraging online community. And mm -hmm. I think that's extremely important. Um, helping each other out, right. showing each other how to grow each other's business. Mm -hmm. um, that's kind of what makes this community special, I would say. Absolutely, so. 100%. And actually, the story on how he got to where he is today is actually really unique. Right. So he had started out doing uh, residential audiovisual AV work. And all of those, a lot of those projects were for business owners, right? In in their residences, in their houses. And so they had had him come in, do IT for their business. And he started a Facebook group because he just wanted to learn more about the industry, ask advice, but he didn't want to do it with, you know, local potential competitors. And that's probably right? a ton of people. Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. So what grew as, um, you know, getting information for himself and starting a community, it actually brought him into uh, understanding the MSP business model. Instead of just fixing issues, um, how do you set up your business where you're preventing issues, you know, for those business owners? And so um, he's got a top tier community inside of the IT service provider MSP space. And I know we're both looking forward to having yeah. you guys check out the episode. Yes. Thanks again for joining and enjoy. Scott Sanders, thank you so much for joining us today on Confessions of an IT Business Owner. Well, I guess that's what they call me. Thanks for having me on the show, Ryan. I really appreciate you taking the time to do this interview with me. This will be fun. Well, I want to reciprocate that, man. Uh, thanks for you taking your time. You're, you're, you're a busy man. You have a lot of things going on, and I'm looking forward to uh, digging into some of that uh, for, for viewers. Uh, to kick things off, summer? 2021 this is a little bit different than summer of 2020 so do you have any plans as things are uh, opening up and we don't feel like we need to to hunker down and, and huddle down well I, I would like to go and take a trip to the beach and the mountains i'm in south carolina so i'm dead in the center of the state i can go and uh, about two hours and i'm in the mountains of north carolina i can go about two hours and i'm at the coast of south carolina around myrtle beach area so would love to take a week's vacation to either one of those places. How about two weeks? One to the beach, one to the mountains. I think that sounds really good. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll work to figure that out. We can always take that offline. We'll, we'll work to plan that. Are you, uh, are you in Raleigh or near Raleigh? I'm going to make myself sound silly, not understanding my geography. No, um, Raleigh's a good, a good distance away. We're about an hour on the other side, well, on the southern side of Charlotte, North Carolina. So oh, I'm okay. in Columbia, South Carolina, which is in the dead center of South Carolina. And then I just run about an hour and I'm in Charlotte. I told you. I told you I was going to do that with my geography. I feel like... Maybe look at a map, Mr. Goodman. How about you do that before you ask a question like that? <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna shift gears a little bit. We'll move on from summer. We'll plan your vacation here. You know, we'll give us 20 minutes and we'll dig into that. But that sounds uh, great. Uh, I'd love to have you tell us. Uh, you know, what's something? Uh, what's something that maybe people don't don't know about you? You're 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 a big face inside of the channel here, right? Not only as a service provider, but, but um, you know, hosting a Facebook group and we'll dig into that. But what, what's a fun fact 
Well, so uh, back in my younger years, back in 1999 to 2000, I actually worked as an on-air personality, a DJ, for the largest radio station in South Carolina. We were a top 40 station. They're now owned by iHeartMedia, but I I was an on-air personality for 104.7 WNOK. You completely channeled... 1999 to 2000 even in that pitch that was incredible you do have a good good radio voice too hey good radio face too i don't sometimes it's <laughs> everybody says i have a face for radio, radio. <laughs> yeah exactly right. oh, that's hilarious um all right i will get to the point i will get to the point how did you get started in it so my father growing up uh you know i i, I went to school uh and when i when i got out of school um my my dad, you know, he just said, why don't you come work for me? So I came to work for my dad in a family-owned business. Um, and my dad was just basically, this was really, I, you know, Windows 2000 computers were what we put in the business. But sure. he didn't have computers when I came on board. So I oh, helped him to completely automate and go from writing everything down on a pen and with pen and paper and storing it in manila file folders and then alphabetizing them in a file filing cabinet you know when somebody call you have to go find the file and pull it open and read about it um i've always tinkered around with technology in some fashion my mom when i was a kid she would buy me toys and i would take them apart reverse engineer them to see how they work so um it was pretty interesting but i you know i i i i saw the need and i just said dad we've got to get your business into the into the end of the new century here let's you know these computers are new but i think they could really help you so um we implemented windows 2000 workstations and those, they so i came in right after windows there was still some windows 98 but we didn't have all of them all of them were windows 2000 professional so sure. I had taught myself how to work group, just set a simple Windows work group. I I came in a little bit after the Novell and Lantastic days and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So that's not quite where, where I was, but um, I was able to automate everything for him. I was able to get the computers working. And one thing that I realized I couldn't, I, though I couldn't like fix every problem from a software standpoint, I had one solution that I got really good at. It was wiping the computers clean, backing up the data, erasing the computer, and just building it again. I learned that process and got it down pat. So anytime there was a problem I couldn't fix, I would just wipe the computer clean and get it going. So although I don't run that, I don't do that as often as um, you know, as often now in my own business with my clients. That's not my number one yeah. fix. Yeah, but yeah, back then, it certainly to. was. Um, so I, I kind of got really proficient at that and, um, you know, fast forward a few years, my dad gets an offer to sell it. My, my father retired at 55. Um, so that's always kind of been a goal for me is to follow my father's footsteps in that aspect. Um, so my father sells the business and basically I, he offered it to me, but it wasn't a kind of business that I was interested in. So I just kind of did my own thing and um, I, I stayed on board with the new company, probably or the new owners of the company, probably three months to show them the ropes. I left peacefully. Okay. And when I left, I didn't have a job. I, I didn't have anything lined up. I didn't, you know, I had looked for jobs and I just couldn't find anything that I felt like, hey, I want to do this. So sure. um, 
what I ended up doing was, you know, picking up some odd and end jobs with technology for residential people. Uh, so picking up residential clients, my business actually started as a audio video business, my IT business. Okay. I only yeah. did audio video, but fast forward to 2006 and when the economy dropped, people quit spending $3,000 on televisions and warning right. speakers recessed in their ceilings and stuff. So yeah. I had always done uh, IT. I always tinkered with my own stuff, especially helping my dad. And I kind of knew how to take care of businesses in that aspect. So a lot of my residential clients, when I'd hook up their televisions or whatever, AV stuff, you know, they would ask me, we've got a computer problem. You don't know anything about computers, do you? And it just kind of naturally evolved. So I started yeah. helping them, you know, working with things, uh, getting their technology going, whether it was AV uh, or IT, it was kind of a combination, but it, sure. it was in the beginning, all AV. And then once that economy, once the economy dropped, it shifted more towards IT. But one of the beautiful things is a lot of my, a lot of people frown on residential and, and I don't, I still have residential clients today. I, I, I believe in keeping up with the people who, who put you where you are. Yeah. So, um, a lot of those residential clients, they had, they own businesses of themselves and sure. yeah, they came to me and said, Scott, I think, you know, more than the person we have helping us at our office now. Um, right. you know, would you, would you consider, you know, coming to our office and looking at the technology? So it was kind of a natural evolution. And I would say that when the economy dropped in 06, that was just kind of the straw that pushed me out of AV. And now sure. I don't want AV. <laughs> I sure, wouldn't, sure. I have somebody I recommend that type of work to locally because we're not an AV company anymore. We're all IT. Okay. Um, so as you've transitioned from, you know, AV into taking on some of those, uh, you know, I would assume, you know, a lot of that, you're probably in higher end homes and you're right, business owners, you know, are going to be, you know, doing those types of projects. And so you had some of the residential IT, business IT, um, is there a managed services play for you? Do you, are you uh, break fix? Like what's the model for you today? And what's, what's the mix inside of your okay, service? Provider? So we are a hybrid of managed services as well as break fix, but cool. that's a great intro. Cause I'd love to tell you the story there. So sure. I, when I first started, I just realized, you know, in the beginning, keep in mind, I, I, I quit a pay a good paying job and yeah. I didn't have a parachute. So, all I was concerned with was I knew one thing. I was good at what I was doing. People liked me. They kept calling me and they were writing me checks. I was getting paid yeah. and I was making yeah. more money than I could if I went to work for someone else. So I didn't know anything about managed services. All I knew was, you know, just go in, do your best, do a great job yeah. for them and they'll continue to call you. So yeah. I always had a slogan when I would leave a customer's, let's just say their name is Smith. You know, I would yeah. shake their hand. I would say, thank you so much for the opportunity to help you. I hope you've been completely satisfied. And by the way, just call me next time you need me, Mr. Smith. Well, that's awesome. guess what I did? I trained over the years, my clients to only call me when they need me. That is a hundred percent break fix. So what happened? Yeah, I built up a good break fix business, but 
I had, tra- you know, your clients, when you train them, they, you know, they, you're their trusted advisor. They, they, they believe in you. So it was really hard for me to switch them to a managed environment. So what I have done, I, you know, I, like I said, I didn't know anything about managed services. I just knew I ran an IT business and I helped people when they needed my help. So, um, you know, but, but looking back on it now, every time anybody called, it was a crisis. It was a crisis to the point they were willing to pay my fee to get out of it. And, you know, I, I, I only have one life <laughs> and my blood pressure was getting high. And, oh, yeah. you know, I started, I started doing all these things, but then, you know, uh, I'm, tr- I'm trying to get the timing, the time frame here, right? But, yeah. you know, I, I would go in and, and do these things, but I also opened up about six years ago, I created IT Business Owners Group and I started it yeah. actually on LinkedIn, but LinkedIn okay. didn't move fast enough for me. It was super slow and it just wasn't the environment that I was looking to build a community in. It worked at the time because I didn't know any better. I didn't know any. I didn't know anything about Facebook. So right. a lot of, I didn't even have a, an account with Facebook. Um, I had to use my wife's account, but uh, we, we got the, the group started on Facebook six years ago. And I'm pretty sure we were the, we were the, probably the, one of the very first, if not the first, at least one of the very first social media peer groups for IT business owners. And it just kind of made sense to me. I remember talking to my wife saying, you know, I think I'm on to something here. Of course, all my wife saw six years ago, we've been married 13 years, just celebrated our 13th anniversary uh, two days ago. Happy anniversary. That's awesome. Thanks. But, you know, she's a doll. She's perfect. And I love her to death. And, you know, thankfully, she had confidence and faith in me because, you know, back then, uh, all she saw was this you're always on your phone. So, but I was building a community and it was Mm -hmm. so hard for her to understand that because, you know, she just felt neglected and everybody felt neglected, but it's very difficult to moderate and start something of this magnitude. So, yeah. And it was all done organically. So just calling people and then people, you know, not calling people, but getting people that I had connections with and then getting them to get their connections involved. And by the way, you have to be a, a, an actual IT business owner to join. So we, we vet our people. We want to make sure that you're not just, you know, somebody wanting to think about get involved in it because you're really not going to add value to the community. We want people who are going to add value, who have been down the road, who can help one another out. But, you know, running my own business, the, the reason I got started in IT Business Owners Group is because running my own business here locally, being a one-man show working out of my house, you know, I, I quickly realized that, okay, I'm dealing with the public's problems, technical problems. I may not have dealt with that before, but right. I was actually smart enough to realize I can't, back then, I think we still had the yellow pages and phones. So I... um. I was smart enough to realize I can't call my local competitor up the street and say, hey, I'm running into a problem. Have you all ever seen this before? Or how'd you grow your business? So, but you know, on social media, it was totally different. Everybody wants to help. And it's almost like there's no competition there. So 
it was kind of a natural evolution. But, you know, once I got that started, I just never really put it down. And it's always been my passion and hobby. Um, you know, cool. I kept telling my wife, I'm going to grow this up and I'm going to bring the vendors involved and included because, you yeah. know, yes, it's social media. And I, I, I have seen vendors get praised and I've seen vendors get blasted. But right. we do run a professional community. And, you know, we, we you know, I have reached out to members before and said, look, this is just not appropriate here. Um, you sure. know, uh, and I, you know, I found, too, if, if you reach out to a member and you politely ask them and tell them why you'd like for them to pull their post or comment, typically they will if they're understanding. If they don't, I don't know. We got 4,300 members. I, I'll just boot them now. <laughs> so right. we're, yeah. at, we're yeah. at that point. Sure. So. Um, but our, our biggest, our, our biggest job though, um, well, not really job. Our, our biggest thing is that we want to bring the IT business owners together with the vendors who are creating the products and software that we as IT business owners are pushing and selling in our IT businesses, because yeah. it's going to help you of that's a vendor actually come up with and create a better product. Even negative publicity is still publicity. And good things sure, happen sure. out of negative things sometimes. Yeah. So that yeah. that's beautiful when Fixes, that happens. Accountability, <laughs> right? I mean, there's there's all of these uh, uh, benefits. As, and as a vendor myself, I mean, there are plenty of times I've appreciated, um, you know, I'd say blunt feedback at times, but you know, you, you stay sharp because of it, right? I mean, there's there's a solid level of accountability, you know, that's that's associated with. Um, how business and uh, and your clients and partners uh, how how you how you interact in this digital ecosystem now right there's there's a level of accountability but I think um, flipping it and and thinking about the opportunity is the way that you really take advantage of it I mean because you know everyone says they want the the voice of the customer well here they are what are you gonna do about it you know that's it. Hey guys, here with a quick break from our show to remind you to subscribe and leave us a review wherever you're listening. If you have suggestions for future episodes or you want to be a guest on the podcast, email us at podcast at connectbooster.com or send us a message on Facebook or Twitter and we'll be sure to point you in the right direction. Lastly, to find out more about our guests, check out their information in the podcast description. Thanks for listening to the Confessions of an IT Business Owner. Let's get back to the show. You had mentioned a couple of uh, 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 challenges, certainly throughout this this process. I'm sure one was growing it. What what are moderating? I'm sure is another. What are some of the challenges that that you deal with, or some of those unknown unknowns that you ran into, you know, as you were building out, you know, your your IT business, and uh, as you were building out this uh, uh, community. So I, I, that, that's a two-part question, and I'll start with the first part with my IT business. Um, one of the biggest challenges was, you know, like I said earlier, I had trained my customers to only call me when they need me. I'm their right. advisor. They trust me, so they feel like already they only need to call me whenever there's a problem. So, yeah. you know, getting them to do a 360 and say, look, we're going to actually help you. We want to proactively help you maintain your computer systems, make sure those updates are up to date. Um, mm -hmm. And once you explain, you know, to the clients that we have software that will go in and notify us if something's not up to date, we can push that out silently. It won't bother anything yep. you're doing. And, you know, we can, you don't have to worry about clicking, is this legit or not? 
Um, right. So, and we, we kind of subscribe to the all you can eat model a little bit. Uh, when it sure. comes to a help desk, now we 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 bill for new new project work, anything that's mm-hmm. a move. I think Carl Polachek said it best: a move, change, a move or a change, uh, typically yeah. is project work and billable. So, but that's if somebody can't get Outlook to open, just call us up. We'll log in remotely and we'll take care of it for you. So that's been so the biggest hurdle in my IT business is getting my customers okay. of ten year well. My IT business is 15 years old, so getting oh, wow. people from the past 10, 15 years, I've been you know preaching the same thing to them. Now to see, oh well, I need Scott just to take care of everything for us in a proactive manner versus reacting. And you know, one of the things that really helped me uh, in in doing that is I would always tell them, look, in the old way of doing things, I always benefited when you were down. Right. You know, yeah, you you have a problem. You're frustrated. You have to call me in the first place. I don't ever want you to be frustrated to have to call me. So we just want to take care of your issue. And then it's included in your in your normal fee that you pay. So that's all that that's been a big help is just getting people to see that we're actually going to do what we can to keep you from calling us. If you're still calling us with problems, we're not doing our job right. So that, that's been a, you know, I think the whole industry is moving to that. But I will tell you, without my own community, without IT Business Owners Group, Scott Sanders wouldn't have known any, anything about managed services, and I'd still be running the way I was, you know, yeah. a couple of years ago. So It's so interesting as you went out and, um, you know, were looking for that advice, you know, beyond your own community, beyond the yellow pages, and you created this group, all of a sudden, now it you know it's impacting other businesses it's it's impacting your business you know um there's this vendor community that thrives it's really interesting how those how those things all come together i mean everything that the group is today you know was that your intent at the beginning or is it kind of evolved as as this thing has grown there's been a lot of evolution and certainly things have uncovered and happened that that i didn't see in the beginning but sure. I will also tell you that it's always been my my goal to get as many people like myself, IT business owners, together in a community where we can yeah. talk and share ideas about how we can grow each other's business, not just my own. So, yeah. you know, and, and, and now it's actually fun because I'll see people who are just starting. They're, they're actually business owners, but they may be six months into it. They've got their web address. They've got their email but you know they don't know how to market to people. And one of the yeah. things that I like to do um, I, is I wanna help people not step in the same holes that I did 10, 15 years ago, because gosh, my, my business would be totally different if somebody would have even introduced the concept to me of you know recurring revenue and just right. getting them to pay you a little bit all the time versus a lot, you know, one time uh, every year or two. <laughs> so, it, 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 it would have made the, the biggest difference in the world. But unfortunately, that was something I didn't see in my own IT business. And I think that, you know, my story is probably most li- like most everybody's story. Um, you know, I certainly have heard about companies who have done the recurring revenue model and they've been doing it for 10, 15 years. Um, but that just was never on my radar. So I slept through that college course. <laughs> wow. Yeah. No, no, fair enough. It sounds like you get a lot of uh, uh, fulfillment from being able to 
you yeah. use use the group as a conduit for that type of advice too. That's really neat. It, it's it's really nice to see a member come in, like I was telling you, that might be new, they might be just starting out to get all the good advice because you're going to get good advice in the group from our community, whether you like the advice or not, you're going to get good, <laughs> positive advice. So, awesome. um, you know, it's nice to see them change. And I love when members come back, those kind of members, when they come back and post, you know, maybe, um, let's say six months down the road, Hey, I just landed my first managed client. Um, those, yeah. you know, that just brings the biggest smile to my face. I love that. That's cool. That's super cool. And of course you have a lot of experienced MSPs in the group as well. You know, what are some of the benefits that you hear from them, you know, in, in joining a, a group like yours to be networking with, with their peers? Well, you know, there's a, there's a lot of benefits when, when we bring in the sponsors. Well, we, we've got great dis discussions, of course, with other IT yeah. business owners. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it, it's a great place to bounce ideas. Uh, we also do virtual member hangouts from time to time that we did yeah. a lot of those during the pandemic because it was just nice to get, you know, a sense of getting out when we were all quarantined. Right. Um, you know, we and we one of the things we try to do as well, I'm, I'm not really a big Facebook live person. Like I don't grab my phone and just jump on Facebook live and tell people about the hamburger I just ate. That That's yeah. just I don't know. I just never have gotten into that. But sure. one of the things that I noticed and realized was that, you know, um, I had vendors given, I'm like anybody else, vendors would call me and give me a demo. And I realized that, okay, you're giving me this demo over Zoom. If I'm hosting the Zoom, I can go to more, stream to, go to Facebook and stream it directly yeah. to my members. Because one thing that I realized pretty quickly, IT business owners hate getting in vendor, potential vendor sales funnels. Right. They just don't want to be harassed. I know I don't. I hate when people yeah. call me 20 times in a week and you, know, you just yeah. have to ignore it or you just have so much going on. So it just kind of made sense to me there. You know, we've got 4,300 IT business owners. We've got the, we've got now got almost 40, I think 42 or 43 sponsors. So awesome. why not have me because I, I'll be the host. Why not have yeah. me go through and, you know, do the demo with, with the sponsor and we'll record it and stream it straight into the Facebook group. So that's how I go live. I like to do either fireside chats. Um, I had a really good fireside chat with Marcin Klazinski, the CEO of Malwarebytes. So we, yeah. we streamed there, but the, the, the demos and the fireside chats are really well. That's a great thing that we're doing. Um, now I will tell you, we record those and we just started an IT business owners group, YouTube channel. So oh, we are great. trying to promote that as well. So, We've got, I've uploaded all of the recordings from the previous demos and stuff that we've been doing. So those yeah. can be found and rewatched anytime. And we can share those in other places as well for more exposure. But, um, oh, so we, we've got the live demos, but you know, the other thing that, you know, we, we do is bingo it too on Tuesdays. <laughs> that was Love a it. joke, Ryan. <laughs> no bingo. <laughs> 
<laughs> you don't have beer and bingo? Where's the popcorn? We we do beer. Uh, those virtual hangouts I was talking about. It's kind of yeah. a you know after hours kind of thing. Bring your own beer and just 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 have some beers and just chill out and talk to other IT business owners. It, there's no agenda there. It's just whatever anybody, however the conversation flows. Yeah, be able flows. That's cool. You you had mentioned members and member count, and we ran across an article. Um, Jay McBain at Forrester yeah. was uh, ranking podcasts in our space and would love to hear because you guys ranked really, really well, the high. Facebook uh, groups, yeah. So yes, he, the Facebook groups. Yeah, right. that's right. So um, I think there's like 143 Facebook groups that are channel related. And ours ranked number three as far as number of members. So super cool. I don't know if that's necessarily engagement though, but we sure. have great engagement. I was going to say, but you guys are just, I mean, they're, they're, I mean, there are conversations happening all the time and it's not just conversations. I mean, they're relevant business conversations, you know, uh, uh, vendor discussions, people trying to vet, you know, the solutions out, you know, vet vendors out and having a, a conversation. So it's, yeah, I mean, honestly, I can wake up at three o'clock in the morning out of a dead sleep and most people just stare up at the ceiling fan spinning until they fall back asleep. I usually just grab my phone and I'll lay in bed and just scroll through it. Okay, what have I missed? Because it is worldwide. And just because yeah. it's, you know, well, like they say, it's five o'clock somewhere. <laughs> so somebody's always, we, we average engagement wise, we average between 30 and 50 brand new posts every single day. Wow. Okay. That's wow. And I think Facebook, no, I think Facebook tells me that we also average around 30,000 post comments and reactions in a 20, every 28 days. Wow. So I keep up with those numbers. That's my job to make sure that yeah, we was, keep, we keep the analytics up and we keep our numbers high. Keep an engagement up. Now we had talked a little bit, you know, about the vendor community, the introduction there. Um, how do vendors get involved? You know, what, what's that process? How, how, you know, and are there, are there, are there rules? You know, what does that look like for a vendor as well? I know, I'm, man, me and my two part questions. Uh, no, no, you're <laughs> fine. So in, in the, the, the community is free for anyone. If you're on Facebook, just go to facebook.com forward slash groups. You can get to it two places, forward slash groups, then ITBOG or forward slash groups IT business owners group. If you spell it, you can spell it out or go to it. So you, you just need a Facebook profile um, and then just answer our vetting questions and we'll let you in whether you're a vendor or if you're an IT business owner, but you have to fall into those two categories. So, and we do okay. vet and verify. Um, yeah. So as long as you pass our vetting process, then you're in. But if you'd like to engage in the community, so this is my job. Um, we, I, I actually, we're trademarked now. I've been through the yeah. whole rigmarole. I've trademarked the letters ITBOG. I've trademarked the logo. Um, and we have been sponsored now for, I think, two years. So our, our whole thing is it's not fair to our paying sponsors that 
you know, um, that anybody just come in and join the group and, you know, just start spamming the group and stuff. And our sponsors sure. are great. They don't even spam the group. I have to reach out yeah. sometimes and say, hey, you haven't posted in a while. Can it's we share engaging. anything to the community? So yeah, yeah. It, it's been really good because I, I think a lot of people in the beginning when I first introduced that we were going to be sponsoring, you know, let's face it, I'm not charging the members. So I'm doing all this yeah. for free. Uh, yeah. I had I had to make it a business and generate some income, so um, that that's what we've chosen to do. But the the sponsors have been great. Um, you know, we if you want to see the current sponsors, you can always go to our website itbog for okay. no itbog.org forward slash sponsors, and that'll always take you there. We're actually I'm taking some of that sponsor money. And I'm actually having a cruise as well, our first ITBOG member-only cruise. That's it was, awesome. It was scheduled in 2000, but COVID kind of, I won't say we ever canceled it because we didn't, uh, but COVID <laughs> is making us postpone. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And is that is that the place um, for vendors to engage if they want to be a sponsor, go to that go to that website is that the easiest yeah they just need to go? send me an email address or send us it's support s-u-p-p-o-r-t at itbog.org support cool. at itbog.org that's the best way um but i have had people reach out to me on messenger linkedin anyway any way they want to communicate but i'll get it the fastest and respond the fastest from support at itbog.org cool um and in closing, what what are some of the uh, what are some of the changes? What are what are some of the ways that you see um, online activity, you know, changing in in the next twelve months, twenty four months? Well, you know, I've been I've been doing this a long time, and it, it seems that there's all kind of new Facebook groups opening up. You know, when I read Jay McBain's article that it was 143 in the channel, I'm yeah. like, uh, when did that happen? Uh, but it just seems like there, there's always going to be new, new, new groups opening up. Um, of course, my, my focus is on my own channel. So, um, you know, I, I don't really engage in other communities. I, I have a sole purpose when I get onto Facebook, and it's to engage yeah. my audience. Um, yeah. But as far as, you know, um, where do I see IT Business Owners Group going in, uh, in the future? We would love to actually get the membership into more of an association base so um yeah we we'd love to actually formalize it a little more than uh everybody just thinking of it business owners group as a as a social media group yeah oh that's very cool well scott any any parting words for our audience today that you want to want to get out there outside of us you know we're going to go plan your vacation here in the next 20 minutes right well um any parting words, uh, join IT Business Owners Group, send us a request, um, yeah. and let us, know, let us know if you like it, and um, let it, give us ideas, let us know how we, can, how we can make a better community for you. That's awesome. And I can tell you, uh, uh, being involved, um, a lot of value. So it's a, it's a cool community. You guys need to check it out. And Scott, thank you so much for, for spending your time uh, with us today. I mean, that's, that's great. You're a busy guy. And so to capture, to capture these moments are, are, are super valuable and, and want to thank you for that. No, thank you for the invite. I'm glad to have been a part of it. Thanks, Ryan. That's great. Talk to you soon, sir.